This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Diane Swan has a long and storied musical career, which this year has included the release of her first solo album, The War on Peace of Mind. As with every other project in these uncertain times, there were no doubt some associated challenges, but this really well-received eight-track release is out for us all to enjoy. Uh, But more on that in a moment. Diane Swan's music has, of course, taken her from 80s stints with uh, Everything That Flies and later the chart-topping When The Cat's Away to a solo career that took her to London, to the band Julie Dolphin and opportunities to perform on the same card as the likes of Green Day and Radiohead. A new record deal, a name change for the band and new singles under her belt and it all turned to custard when that deal collapsed. Back to New Zealand with partner Brett Adams and a new perspective on where music was taking them both. As the Bads, they firmly re-established a New Zealand presence again, leading um, now in 2021 to the release of that solo album, The War on Peace of Mind. Diane Swan will be in Aotearoa, Dunedin, joining Greg Johnson for his show at 50 Dundas on the 27th of June. And she joins me on the line now. Morena, Diane, lovely to have you with us. Morena, how's it going? Nice to talk to you. That was an amazing synopsis of my whole life. Well, yeah, forgive the once over lightly on your career, but there have, <laughs> there have been... That was really good. Can I borrow you when I need to talk to people? <laughs> <laughs> well, there have been, been many stages, of course, in that ever-evolving yeah. experience for you. No doubt um, with a mix of incredibly satisfying moments. Um, where does the release of a solo album sit amongst those achievements? Um, I guess it's finally good to do it. Um, you know, it, it didn't feel 100% uh, completely different to all the other releases. I think every time you put something out, there's that moment where, well, the time where you're writing and you're recording and you're totally absorbed by it and that's all you're thinking about. And then after that, it's like when you start um you know, putting the wheels in motion. Of course, most musicians these days do everything themselves. So, you know, you have to organise everything, artwork, everything, release gigs, everything. And I think it's after that that you get this total pang of anxiety, thinking, oh, my God, what am I doing this for? <laughs> because you kind of all of, start, all of a sudden start thinking that people are going to be listening to it. And um, personally, I... I just was so absorbed with this album of just, you know, making it the best that I could, that I forgot about that part, you know, well, I people were actually going to listen to it. Yeah, I mean, you've had that experience of, of probably um, not having your hands all over everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I and, and there are benefits to that, but also, yeah. uh, as an artist, it must feel as though, despite the hard work and the anxiety, that it feels a bit more authentic. Oh, I am so pleased that, you know, in a way, it is incredibly hard for musicians all over the world at the moment because of the whole streaming platform and the fact that a lot of people don't buy music and all that kind of thing. There are still ways through that for the lucky few, but it is the lucky few. But I do say that I do, I do think that things are so much better as far as um, you putting out the music that you want to do and basically expressing yourself without having to run it through a boardroom of, t- you know, ears first and for them to kind of uh, worry about where you're going to sit in the industry and all that, fe- all those feelings that go with that. That's quite a hard, quite full on for every musician and I'm sure that most people that have been through that would agree that that's not the, the, the best feeling. But, you know, don't basically making your own decisions is, is, is a great outcome of all that. Diane, through what period were you writing for this album? Um, 
so a couple of the songs were started maybe way back when I first came back from the UK, but they've just circulated and haven't been quite ready to hatch. <laughs> um, and they were kind of knocking on my brain saying, you know, there was just a couple of, like, um, losing the war on peace of mind. I had the I had the riff and the first verse for, um, for quite a long time. Um, but I just never finished it, never felt the right, right time. And, but once I set the intention that I was going to do this album, that one kept coming back to me and I did finish it. I'm really glad I did. Um, but generally it was over the winter and late summer of 2019. Despite that um, fact being revealed, the title of the, <laughs> the, title of the album might suggest that yeah. it's a little bit more recent than that. It's a title that probably many people could probably resonate with right now. Exactly, and I didn't have the title. All I had was this, the, the first verse, and um, not even the Losing the War on Peace of Mind. I had didn't have that. Um, but yes, I... Um, you know, 2019, I know for most people 2020 was the big year, but for me, 2019, I really felt like there was some big earthly, earthly changes happening. I really felt that, like this really strange tension and discontent and was brewing um it was just a very strong feeling i had and um that kind of eventuated quite unusual but yeah i did have that feeling the 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 title suggests that we're always under siege in some way is that the way that you feel yeah i don't not so much under siege but there was you know for a long time there's been this kind of psychology that you have to be blissfully happy and I kind of think, well, no, you know, um, I think way back, very when I was a kid, I remember walking, I think I was about 11 years old, and I remember walking somewhere, and I remember getting a, a hit, it was in the springtime, and I remember getting a warmth from the sun, and I smelt some blossoms from a lemon tree. And I remember thinking, wow, I feel good. But I also remember thinking that it doesn't mean that I didn't feel good before. It's just that you often go through these times of just not not happy, not sad, just in the medium, you know. And you go through bad times, and then you go through good times. And I just think it's helpful to know that that everybody does go through these times of not always feeling that great. And, you know, everybody tries to maintain some sort of equilibrium throughout that, that process. And... The blissful happiness is kind of an unreasonable thing, I think. When you step out and perform these songs, you get some sense of, you know, of the feeling in the room, how people respond to yeah. them. Is that, you know, is that something that you're really tuned into in live performance? Yeah, yeah I, um, I've just done a few gigs um, with a solo record, and um, yeah, people are really responding, and um, it's. I'm finding possibly because I'm not if it is a solo thing I'm really tuning in so much more um, as far as being focused on the song goes and trying to be I mean, I've always really really tried to be in the song when I'm performing it because I feel like that's that's what you're there for and um, so with this record I can do that even more and I feel like I, so far it's working What do you reckon if you played this album to um, the Diane Swan of, you know, I don't know, 16, 18-year-old, whenever you're considering, you know, making yeah. your first moves in music. What yeah. do you think she'd make of it? 
I reckon she'd like it. You know, I, I, um, I was thinking a lot about that time when I did make this record. I was thinking about records around the late 70s, I think, that to me, I think it was before um, people started um, releasing music on CDs where they could, you know, they could release albums that were, you know, as long as they wanted to, as many songs they wanted to do on that CD format. But before that, with cassette and vinyl, um, there was limited space to put an album on and often they were very short albums and they're very focused and that's kind of the sort of record that I wanted to make um, and I also wanted to make um, a record with songs that I would have identified with during that period as far as um, I think just an intention goes. Well then that must be very satisfying to, <laughs> to, to know that you think you've made that connection with your, your earlier aspirations yeah. because that's not yeah, always something that happens for, for musicians is it? No it isn't always something and interesting that you should sort of pinpoint that question because it was something that was in my mind of say you know very much thinking you know when you go, get older you, you do think well maybe this will be the last time I do this um, you never know um, but once you've started losing a few people in your life you start thinking in that way and that's kind of helpful so I just wanted that intention to be really strong and pure in, in that way of trying to do basically the best I could on each song. I get to talk to you know, quite a few musicians in a spot, especially during, during New Zealand Music Month, and, and of course yeah. so many stories out there about um, careers or projects on hold or, or, or you know, careers being reconfigured through the inability to move beyond these shores. Yeah. Uh, in in for you, do you feel that way, or or are you taking any positives from the fact that there's this this focus once more on what we're producing locally and getting out on the road and playing to local audiences? Yeah, I, I you know, it is double edged. Um, I miss the, the, I suppose I miss the the dangling carrot of being over in the UK. It's always something, always those possibilities. But I really love being in this country and I love playing to New Zealanders and I love touring here. Um, I'm so mindful that we are so very, very, very lucky um, and that the industry seems to be thriving and people are coming out to see shows, which is so good. Um, that's just been a, an incredible buzz over the last year, just um, witnessing every packed show that I've been to, um, that I've been involved in. Of You know, people are coming out and it's just fantastic it hasn't always been that way and long may it stay that way but I mean you know traveling it's going to be just going to be very hard to know what's going to happen in the future so meanwhile I'm just trying to crack, crack that that code that I have not cracked yet of how to get your music out on all those platforms to get all those gazillions of streams or whatever you have to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I you, don't know. You've been in the industry long enough now. I, 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 <laughs> I, I dare say those those channels aren't necessarily ones that you want to explore too much mm, because, no. you know, back into that yeah. area of having to potentially uh, cater to the expectations of others. 
Exactly, you're right there. You're right there. It just, um, I suppose it's human nature to just want to do better and better all the time and hear, get more and more people to hear you. But you are absolutely right there, and thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> do, <laughs> Diane, do you have a sense that this is uh, the first of of more Diane Swan albums, or is it you're not thinking beyond that, and the bads are still there, and you can explore whatever you want to? Yeah, the bads are definitely still there, um, but I have been really enjoying this process of just being, you know, I guess it's the difference is not not making decisions by committee and just letting myself be just a little bit um, focused and and um, I've been enjoying that process. So I, I definitely think there will be more. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what form it will take, but, and, and yeah, there's definitely more bad stuff, but um, we can do everything, can't we? Well, we're going to see you here in Aotearoa, Dunedin, uh, joining Greg Johnson for his show at yes. Fifty Dundas, Dundas on the twenty seventh of June. It is. Um, yes. Is that a long time association with Greg? Um, I knew Greg when we were both pretty young. Um, before I went to the UK, I recorded on one of one of his songs. I think it's um, called "Sleep the Sleeping Hour," and. Um, I'd actually completely forgotten about Well, I remembered that I'd recorded a song with him, but I hadn't listened to it until a few months ago when um, it was suggested that I might do the support. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to it. And I just thought it was so charming, and it was such a lo- lovely feeling, actually, listening back to both our young voices and thinking back to that stage. But, um, yep, yeah, I've... Um, obviously, Greg's been in L.A. for a long time, and before that, I was in the U.K. He pretty much... Um, left for LA when I got back to New Zealand so it hasn't you know we haven't seen each other a whole lot I've seen him when he's been over on tour but yeah it is a long a long standing friendship so it's going to be great to play with Greg well we're looking forward to having you in the city and hopefully we can have you back um, yes as Diane Swan with band perhaps with your album and more yes we're going to go out we're going to go out uh, Diane with a track uh, called Everything's New tell us about this song Oh, that's a cool song. I mean, I mean, it's a cool story. Um, interesting. Pe- a lot of people have thought that that's about me stepping out and going, <laughs> you know, you go, girl, solo album. But no, it's not about that at all. It's um, it's about that time. It's me looking back to a time. I suppose everybody, well, most people, will have experienced in their twenties. When you do a whole lot of things that feel so out of character, when you look back and you get into all sorts of strife and. You hurt people and they hurt you and um, it just, as I say, seems fairly out of character. But looking back at that time at a few things that happened and just kind of telling myself that it's okay, you're allowed to make mistakes, it's all new because, you know, you're basically just out of childhood and you're finding your way and, um, yeah, it was just about that very energetic kind of time. Um, Yeah, that's what it's about. Well, Diane Swan, it's been a great pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for joining us on the awesome morning show here on ORFM Dunedin. Lovely to talk to you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.